A blessed Sunday, Church. Welcome to our Sunday worship service online. Now, before we proceed to our message, allow me to greet our brothers and sisters who are joining with us today. A blessed Sunday to you and to your family, and I pray that God's message will become an inspiration, will become a guide in our daily walk with Jesus as we continue to follow His will and plan for all of our lives. Now, beloved, today, if this is your first time to be with us, please comment in our comment section or in our chat box, my first time, because our online ushers would like to connect with you. And don't forget, before we proceed to the message, please mention the names of your family and friends in the comment section. If you're watching from Facebook, and if you're in our Zoom, send them the link of our Zoom link meeting room so that they can come and join us today and be inspired by the Word of God. Now, beloved, if you have some prayer requests, Please, don't hesitate to connect with us. We would like to pray for you. If you need some counsel or advice, if you want to have some life coaching, please don't hesitate to come and connect with us. Just comment, I need prayers, and our online ushers would like to connect with you. Beloved, I'm so excited to deliver to you our third part in our series, Growing Together in Changing Times. Now, as we begin, allow me to pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given us. And Lord, we praise you, we glorify your name for everything that you have done in our lives, in our family, in our workplace, or even in our business, O oh God, in the ministry that you have given to us, Lord God, to lead and to serve you. Father, all glory and honor belongs to you. And Father, today, as we come into your word, prepare and set our hearts to receive it with all gladness and joy. Father, it is all about you, and it is my desire that all of us as your children can come together and be mature in becoming more Christ-like in our walk with you. Father, we would like to honor you, and Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are our greatest teacher today. So have your way now, guide us through, and reveal the truth that will penetrate our hearts. We honor you, and we love you. Have your way now, Abba Father. This is all we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and Amen. Now, church, today we are in our part three of our series called Growing Together in Changing Times. Now, for the past two Sundays, we talk about seeking God in the change. And last Sunday, we talk about looking to God for wisdom. And today, if you want to grow together as a family, as a church, now God wants us to know how to discern His voice. That's why the message today will talk about listening for God's whisper. I believe that we are having this kind of season right now where there's a lot of chaos going on. And even though you are okay inside out, but because of where you are, we are living right now, especially in the social media or probably in your community where you are in right now, there are a lot of chaos going on. And sometimes it affects us personally and spiritually. That sometimes because of what's happening surrounding us, Sometimes it also affects our connection with God. When we have some bad news going on, when we hear some pandemic issues again rising, especially just like here in our community right now, in Negros Oriental, it's going to be like level 4 at this very moment. And all of these things can probably affect us in our connection and in, our, in discerning what God wants for our lives at this very moment. And you know what? God is reminding us today that even though we're facing a lot of challenges every day, 
in your family, group of friends, work, business, ministry, and even our personal life. God wants to remind us again that if you continue to follow me and if you have that desire to grow deeper and grow stronger together in this changing time, fast, very fast changing times, He wants us to know how to listen for God's whisper. And I hope and pray that through this message today, we can allow God to just teach us and reflect upon His Word so that we can apply it and hopefully, starting today, we can have foundations in terms of how to clearly listen to God's voice. Now, in this message, we will be talking about listening for God's whisper, listening to God's voice. Now, remember, beloved, that in this world that we're living, we can actually hear four voices. First, that's going to be our topic, listening for God's whisper or listening to God's voice. Now, remember, that's the first voice and it must be the only voice that we'll be hearing and obeying and must lead us and guide us. But whether we like it or not, we also have that what we call our personal voice. The voice of our mind, the voice of our heart, the voice of our emotion, the voice of our will, our personal voice. We have that because we're human beings. We process things. We interpret things. And that's the second thing that probably can cause us that if we are not aware of how to listen to God's voice and His whisper, sometimes our personal voice can overlap in what God has in store for us. Now, the third one is this. We have this what we call the worldly voice. It means the way we interpret success, the way we interpret what's going on in our community right now, the voices of the philosophy of this world, the voices of our culture, the, the voices of the fashion that we, we are into right now. All these things are the voices of the world, the temporary kind of voices. That sometimes, if we are not aware in how to really listen to God's voice, probably we are tempted to follow the pattern to conform to the worldly voices that we hear, that we think it's acceptable, that we think it, it, this is now the standard. But beloved, there's one very dangerous voice all in to sum up. That's what we call the enemy's voice. It is Satan's voice. That sometimes we know that Satan is the father of all lies as John the Beloved has declared. And sometimes the way he gives us thoughts of his voice, it's something like it's deceiving, something that it seems like it's real and true. That's why I don't want you to be so conscious about your voice, our voice, the world's voice, or the enemy's voice. The most important thing, beloved, today is this. We should know how to listen to God's whisper. Just like a bunker, as we say it. Now, we might be wondering why the bankers are so sensitive and they can just automatically detect a fake money. You know why? Because in their training, they are not trained to distinguish what's fake and what's not. They're always training, training and training how to, dis to, to really distinguish what is real. And the moment that they are so trained to really search and to really identify that this money is real, it's easy for them to identify what is not, what is fake. Also, in this world that we're living, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as children of God, God wants you and me to really know how to discern 
God's voice. Especially in times where we can feel like we want to seek His will, we want to seek the answers for our prayers, but sometimes we feel like God is too far away that we cannot even comprehend what His will is and the answers to our prayer is. But today, God wants us to focus not to our own voice, to the worldly voice, and to the enemy's voice, but rather to the original and the true voice, the voice of God. So, beloved, today, we'll be talking about listening for God's whisper. Now, in the Bible, what, God, what the Bible is telling us is this. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 to 13a, this is a story where we can see that God is using a whisper to call Prophet Elijah. Now, a little background of Prophet Elijah. He's a prophet being used by God to mediate so that whatever God wants to tell His people, Israel, will, will go. He is a messenger. During the time Elijah was being used by God to put all out what, the, what God wants them. For example, during the time of Elijah, God wants that the people will know that there will be a rebuke by being idolatrous and adulterous in His presence. Because during the time of Elijah, when he was used to become a prophet, to bring the message from God to His people, actually, Israel, Israelites are not in good terms with God. They're hardened their hearts. They're rebelling against God. And they continue to, to come and continue to do things that is ungodly and that is really bad in the presence of God, that is not glorifying, that is displeasing in the presence of God. And during that time, Elijah was called up. And during that time, there was also a big challenge between other nations, especially the Canaanites, because they worship Baal. And this time, the Canaanites challenged the Israelite, whose God is greater. So Elijah was being used by God to perform miracles to prove that God is bigger and pow most powerful than Baal. Then Elijah performed miracles and wonders to prove that. And of course, God wins. You know, one of the things that Elijah is really, you know, a highlight in his story in terms of First Kings is this. There was a time that Elijah was burned up. Actually, he's discouraged. He's trying to put the message that God wants for His people, but the people's response, the Israelites' response is so far away. They don't want to hear God. They don't want to follow God. And during that time, he was totally burned out. Burned out. And then he went to a mountain. And in that mountain, God met with him. And here comes the story in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 to 13a. I want to share this and read this to you because this is a beautiful story about how Elijah actually encountered God. And this is a very unique story, just like in our title of today's message. The Word of God says, verse 11, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. 
Beloved, in this context, we also have some personal reflection as a disciple of Jesus, seeking for His voice, seeking for His will. I believe that there are also times that, you know, we are like Elijah. We are waiting for what God wants us to do, what God wants to reveal in our life so that we can follow Him. And sometimes as Christians, we have this what we call our tradition in how to seek God. We have this default mode in how to seek God. Just like how here, Elijah, Elijah knew that if there are supernatural things that's going on, like wind and earthquake and fire, he's expecting that through this strong wind, through this earthquake, through this fire, he can encounter God. But look at the text, what happened? After the wind, after the wind, there was an earthquake. But during the time that there's a wind, the Lord was not in the wind. In the earthquake, the Lord is not in the earthquake. And when there came a fire, the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Beloved, I believe that you also experienced this. Not probably that wind, strong wind and earthquake and fire, but those kind of expectations that when we do this, we can hear from God. When we do this, God will answer us. When we do this, then there's going to be a yes or a no. But I believe that sometimes we cannot see God in where we are expecting Him to reveal His presence, His voice in that situation. You might be thinking that, oh, if I will just go for a three days retreat, God will speak to me. Oh, if I will just do this, God will speak to me. If I will just do this, God will speak. But I believe that me, myself, have experienced and encountered it before. I'm expecting that God will meet with me in this particular activity or retreat or spiritual encounter, but it didn't. And there are times that we can just hear God's whisper in an ordinary day, but in a very special way, through a gentle whisper, meaning that it's the Holy Spirit who is revealing to us, not by what and how we want it to happen, but how the way God wants to communicate with His children. Yes, we might be expecting some during a revival, a crusade, a prayer and fasting time, or any spiritual activities, but sometimes we cannot see God's answer while we're doing those things. Sometimes, it's just a matter of the time that you are being silent in the Lord. Beloved, I don't know about you right now, but I hope and pray that if you are searching for that one small, still voice of God, maybe for how many days, how many weeks and months you've been praying to God for what's going to be His will for your life, for your plans. It's going to be a yes or no or wait, stop, start or continue. And you feel like you are uncertain because God's voice is not clear. Beloved, this is my prayer for you today, that you will have the foundations in how to really listen to God's whisper. So, beloved, today we'll be answering this question. How to listen to God's whisper? And I'm going to be sharing to you four foundational truths and application in, yeah, how to listen to God's whisper. How to really clearly listen to the voice of God. So, I hope and pray that you can take note about this and apply this in your daily life so that every day we can be discerning and sensitive enough upon God's voice and leading throughout our life. So beloved, four important things that I'm going to be sharing to you from the Bible, how to listen to God's whisper. And foundation number one, beloved, is this. If you really want to listen to God's voice, 
to His whisper for you. The very first foundation is this. Take time to slow down. Can you please comment it in the comment section? Slow down. Take time to slow down. You know, even the psalmist in Psalms 37 verses 13 to 14, it says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Beloved, in these times that we have, I believe that slowing down is sometimes neglected or is not part of being productive. Right now, our culture says, uh, you know, you continue to be busy, continue to do many, many things so that you can feel that you're productive. But you know what? In God's way and in God's term, it's not always the more busy you are, the more productive you are. No. For God, God wants you. There are times in our life, beloved, that especially if all the things that we're doing are drifting us away in His presence, there are times that God wants to say to you, slow down. Take time to slow down. There are times that God used our unanswered prayer so that we can slow down. Sometimes God used our struggles and our thought life or decision makings that we cannot decide for so that we can take time to slow down and wait for the Lord. Beloved, God has given us here a very wonderful reminder in Psalms 27, verse 13 to 14. First, it says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Notice the words, goodness of the Lord. If you don't know how to slow down, sometimes, or probably most of the time, we become ungrateful because we're always catching up for something in life and if we don't know how to slow down, we can forget that God is so good in every single detail in our life, even the good health that we have today. But the more we crave for our goals and our targets and our deadlines, the more we become messed up with all those things, sometimes we can forget to thank God even for the air that you breathe today. Even for the time that you are watching and worshiping with us today, you can forget that this is a wonderful time that God has given you so that you can slow down and magnify the name of God. But in Psalms, it says, if you know how to wait upon the Lord, you shall look upon the goodness of the Lord. You can experience, you can thank Him. There's so many things that you can be sensitive and discerning enough that actually God's love is surrounding you. God's goodness is ahead of you. That's why it says in the Psalms 27, verse 13 to 14, Wait for the Lord. Don't overtake in God's ways, but wait for Him. Now here's a reminder. If you want to wait upon the Lord, if you want to slow down what to do, be strong and let your heart take courage. Sometimes slowing down, it really we need to really be strong. And we need to really have take courage. You know why? Because slowing down is actually releasing the control of where you are right now. Because sometimes we cannot slow down because we are, you know, totally being gripped in in what we are after for. I don't know right now what makes you so busy. Is it business? Is it ministry? Is it studies for the students? Is it your job? Are you so busy doing a lot of things because you have some, you, you have this goal to reach? You have this dream to aspire? How about you lately, beloved? Let me ask you that question to you. 
What makes you so busy at this very moment? Beloved, if you really want to hear clearly the whisper of God for you, what He really wants you to do, take time to slow down. Amen? Take time to slow down. I want you to be encouraged with this. Slow is fast. Can you please comment it in our comment section? Slow is fast. What does it mean, slow is fast? You know, in following God and in hearing God clearly, this is, this is the thing, this is the point why slow is fast. It is better to be slow, chill, relax in listening to God's voice to clearly know His will before doing it than being fast in doing many, many things, not knowing if it is really His will and ending up in square one. What does it mean for us? You know, slow is fast. The most important thing in this life that we have is this. We are so sharp, clear that what you are doing is really from God. Why you are doing what you are doing, the most important thing is you know clearly that it is God telling you to do it. Because if you are unsure if this is what God wants you to do, and you are doing, let's say, 10 things at this very moment, 10 things, but you are not sure, after you reach the peak of doing all these things, as you realize it is not from Him, you will be tired, you will easily give up, you will be discouraged, you will be burned out, and you will be back to square one. It is just like climbing a mountain. Following God is not about choosing what kind of mountain you want to climb. Because when you start your journey in a certain mountain, you are committing to that. Your time, your effort, your energy, everything. That's why before you commit to climb that mountain, make it sure that it is God's mountain that you're climbing. Or else, what if you're now at the peak of that mountain and you realize it's not the kind of mountain that God wants you to climb. It's the other side of the peak. Now, what will you feel? Of course, you will go down. It takes time and the effort and the energy. It means you are back to square one again. Beloved, I don't know if you've experienced that in your life. Me, during my younger years, many, many times. That I feel, oh, I'm so sure this is God's will. And then suddenly, oh, it's not God's will. And then I go back, I restart, I reboot, and I go back to square one. That's why now, becoming more wise in following the Lord, we need to really listen carefully. We need to really be slow in understanding with clarity if this is God's will before even executing it. Remember this, beloved, slow is fast. So that's what it means, slow is fast. Be slow to listen carefully. If it, you are not still unsh- if it's still unsure, if, it, if it's still not clear for you, then do it, don't do it. But rather, continue to seek the Lord. And once it's, it's so clear now, then by faith, walk upon it. Then you will be successful. Amen? So again, take time to slow down. That's principle number one in how to really listen to God's whisper. Number two, take time to be what? quiet. Can you please comment it in our comment section? Take time to be quiet. 
What does it mean and why it's important to be quiet? You know, it says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, The Lord will fight for you, and you, ha- you have only to be, what? Silent. Now, this is a command for the Exodus, for the people of God going out from slavery to freedom. And during that time, in the process of pulling out, in the process of this time, in the process of doing and following God's will, you know what happened? There are a lot of, there are a lot of uh, challenges going on. There are a lot of struggles going on. And there are some intimidation during this time. But God is telling, instead, your hearts will shake. Instead, your eyes will see the impossibility to be free. God is telling them, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Beloved, I believe that during this time, especially pandemic, I don't know about you. Have you taken time to be silent? Or probably right now, inside out of our heart and our life, we are so in chaos. We are so in trouble. That is why today, beloved, God is reminding us, quietness. What are the areas in our lives that we need to be quiet at this very moment? Maybe because of where you are and what you are going through right now or what culture you have in right now or what are the routines that you have right now, there's no such habit of being quiet. And remember this, that quietness is very important because we talk about whisper. Sometimes God's whisper us. and But the problem is not about the clarity of the whisper, but actually the loudness that we hear from the world inside out in our hearts. That is why today, let's have a little evaluation of kumustata. How are you doing in terms of quietness in the five aspects of our life? First is this. Can you please evaluate yourself lately, like a week ago, a month ago? And let's evaluate our quietness in our hearts. So, number one is this. How's your quietness of the Spirit? Let me ask you this question. Are you serving right now? Are you making disciples? And let me ask you that question. How's your spirit while doing things for God? Is it murmuring or rested enough? Every time you have challenging times in serving and following the Lord, in terms of your spirit, every time there are challenges, do you become troubled? Or do you run towards God and find rest in Him? What does the Bible said? Come to me, all of you who are heavily laden, for I will give you rest. And then he said this, Take my yoke, for my yoke is easy and light. See that? It means true rest and quietness of our spirit is about taking the yoke of Christ in us. Now the question here is, how's our spirit lately? From 1 to 10, can you gauge, how's my spirit? Secondly, beloved, is this, how's my mind? How's my thought life? Do I have a time where I can just be quiet in my thinking? Or lately, our minds are so troubled, chaotic, and sometimes it's really busy. That because of all the things that we're doing, it becomes a stress. We become worried, we become fearful, and we're full of negativity. How's your mind lately? What's in your mind? Do you feel like your mind is toxic na because of the thoughts that you've been running in your mind right now? Beloved, 
God is giving us a reminder, the quietness of mind. Do we have a time to just quiet our minds? Do we have a time? Do we, know, do we have a boundary? What are the thoughts? Do we know how to filter what thoughts are coming in? Or what are the thoughts that you will let your mind, you know, feel and, you know, come in and process it? Or do you just put everything in? Whether it's beneficial or not. Think about it. From 1 to 10, how's the quietness of our mind? The third one is this. How's your quietness in terms of your emotion? How are you lately? How's your heart? In terms of the pressures, the hurts, the hang-ups, or probably the wounds that we have. Kumusta manta in terms of our heart? And God is reminding us, is our heart in trouble lately? How's the quietness of it? Do we have a time where we can just say to God, God, I want to rest. I want my emotion to rest in your presence. How about your will? Is your will is always go, 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 go? No time to rest, no time to stop, and just go, 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 go? And you know what? If our will is always go, 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 what happens to our body? That's the next thing that we need to evaluate. Do we have a time to rest, to let our body rest from our go, 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 go? So if our will will not rest, our body for sure, that's why we sometimes feel like we are stressed down. That's why sometimes we feel that we're tired. We are burned out because our will never stops. So if you will look at this, actually it's a holistic kind of quietness that God is calling for all of us. Because if our spirit will not be rested, whatever will come in into our mind, and we cannot discern for what is God telling us, and we will just do it, we cannot be selective. It seems like that everything that's coming in, I must do. And in our emotion, we are being burdened. In our will, we're trying to push forward, and our body suffers. Beloved, let me ask you this question again. Are you tired lately? Is God reminding you something today? about quietness beloved this is my encouragement to you learning to be silent is very important in preparing our hearts to hear god's voice if we don't know how to quiet our spirit our mind our emotion our will and our body you know what will happen we will be struggling in hearing the voice of god that's why God is reminding us to, today, take time to slow down and take time to be quiet. So I hope that God is speaking to us, hinay, hinay, oh, this is what God wants me to do. This is God wants me to do now, slow down and then take time to be quiet. There's a time where we need to just zip our mouth and just be in the presence of God and just wait upon Him for sure. He's going to speak up for us. Remember, silence and quietness is a very important part in preparing our heart to really hear clearly from the whisper of God's voice. Third foundation, beloved, is this. Take time to discover and obey God's word. In Psalms 130 verses 5 and 6, it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. What does it mean for us? 
Beloved, this is what God's Word is telling us. We need to take time to discover and obey God's Word. You know, sometimes it's gonna be like a routine in having our daily quiet time or devotion. Sometimes we just think about as long that I can have devotion right now. But we don't have time to just discover and obey God's Word. It seems like that we just want to perfect our week that we already open the Bible and write in our journal. But if we will observe Psalms 130 verses 5 and 6, God wants us that as we engage with the Word of God, it was being described here in Psalms 130 verses 5 and 6. First is this, we need to have an attitude of waiting. I wait for the Lord. And in terms of waiting, it specifies that my soul waits. Now what's inside our soul? Our mind is waiting. Our emotion is waiting. Our will to apply and act upon and take action in God's word is waiting. So it's an active waiting. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. Now, notice, and in His word, I hope. It means that He is so focused that God is telling us, take time to discover and obey God's word. Focus your life upon it and put your hope upon it. Then what kind of waiting does the psalmist describe? He said this, My soul waits for the Lord more than, it means beyond, the, the, than watchmen for the morning. Now, watchmen for the morning are, let's say for example, if your duty is graveyard, then you've gonna like duty hours like 12 to 6, or probably for a 4 by 4 kind of duty, like from 4 to 8, that you're watching that bluish thing at dawn until the sun is starting to now have that orange color in the sky until you see that half slowly rising sun until it becomes orange and yellow and then it's already sunrise. That's what the watchman always experience in the morning. And the watchman will always look at that beautiful sunrise. I don't know about you if you really like, you know, observing and witnessing sunrise. But for me, especially when we are camping out, I would love to expect and watch witness the, the sun rising up from blue to orange and to brighter yellow color and to the sunrise. And beloved, God is simply telling us, and this is a beautiful reminder for us, how to take time in discovering and obeying God's word. Have the attitude like a wise, the, the watchman. That you, you don't just determine that, oh, the, right, the, the, the sun is rising. Oh, it's going to be sunrise anytime now. But you see the details, you see the color changing, you watch it until that, oh, the sun is now rising, the sun is now going up, it's now start, starting to be orange, the sky is orange, the sky is now lighter orange, and then it becomes yellow, and the circle, the sun, you can see now it's rising until to the detail, every single detail, you wait for it, and then appreciate the revelation of that sunrise. Beloved, God wants you also to have that kind of attitude towards the Word of God. Don't just read it and comprehend and that's it. And you write to your journal what you learn. But rather take time to just simply discover every little detail of it. I don't know if you're in Proverbs, in Psalms, in the New Testament, in the Gospel, wherever you are in your journey right now. And get every detail of it like a watchman watching the sun rise. And above all the comprehension and understanding of the word, it says here, I will wait for the Lord. 
If there's anything that God wants me to do, I'm gonna do it. That's kind of heart, an obedient heart that God requires. Remember, beloved, that it's not just about having the desire to discover God's Word, that God is looking towards our heart, but also, are we ready to obey His Word? So, beloved, my prayer for you, that starting today, we need to take time in discovering God's Word and be ready to obey it. Beloved, God is looking straight in our hearts, whether we like it or not. Remember that God is not looking in our physical and whatever things that we're doing in this life that we have. But straight forward, He always check our hearts, the motive, the purity, and the intention of the heart. That's what really matters most for Him. He wants that our hearts are totally devoted to Him before He will speak to us. Remember, beloved, that God is not in a hurry. If you're not ready, it's okay for Him. He will always be patiently waiting. Maybe right now you have some prayer requests. You want God's answer right away and He's not giving it. Maybe you have some prayer requests about, Lord, reveal to me your answer. Is it a yes? Is it a no? And all these things. And right now, you're not, you're, probably your heart is not ready. You want to know, but your heart is not ready. God will, you know, God will wait for that time that your heart will be ready. Why? Because God is looking straight in your hearts. It's not hard for us to really determine God's voice and hear that God's whisper and His will for us as long our heart is ready. So the question today, beloved, is this. How's your heart? I hope and pray that starting today, what to do? Take time to discover and obey God's word. Can you please comment it in our comment section or in our chat box? Just just type it. Discover and obey God's word. That's the third and important foundation if you really want to effectively listen to God's whisper. Beloved, the last one that I want to share with you today is this. Take time to replenish. I believe that all of us right now are probably, you know, we have lots of stresses in life, different areas. Maybe for some, you are stressed down. You feel like you're, you're burdened spiritually. For some, mentally. For some, emotionally. For some, through their will. They want to do, but you cannot do it. Or probably for others, it's physical. Beloved God is telling us today, take time to replenish. Can you please comment it in our chat box right now, in our comment section? Take time to what? Replenish. Why? Because it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, I can do all things. I can do all this through Him who gives me what? Strength. It means we can do all things through Jesus Christ who give us the strength to carry on. Without replenishing in Christ Jesus, nothing happens. That is why today, I want you to understand something deep. Because I believe we all want to be replenished. We always claim that word from, from God when it says, When you are tired, come to me, I will give you rest. But sometimes, we cannot understand what it means. That is why today, I want to share with you, spiritual replenishing is different from soul and body replenishing. Now, what's the difference? So, this is the difference now. Listen to this. Spiritual replenishing, this is about doing what God is telling you to do in order to be spiritually 
replenished and you take pleasure in doing it. So again, you are asking God what to do. God showed you the way and then you do it with a joyful heart. You are pleased. No? You take pleasure in doing it. So it comes from God. The directive is coming from the Lord. Do this enough so that you will be strengthened. Do this enough so that you will be replenished spiritually. Now, how about in soul and body replenishing? So this is now the other side. It is pleasing God doing what refreshes your soul and body. So what does it mean? First, you think about what do you want to do so that you can feel chillaxed and relaxed. And then, before doing it, filter it. Will God be glorified and pleased if I do this? It is that kind of awareness that I am a child of God. If I am God and I'll, this child is doing this, will I be happy seeing that my child is enjoying this pleasure to be refreshed, enjoying this activity to be replenished, his soul and body? So ask that. Well, if you feel like God will be pleased in doing that, then do what refreshes your soul and body. I don't know about you, what really replenishes you in your soul. When you talk about soul, your mind will be refreshed, your emotion will be refreshed, your will can rest, your body can relax. I don't know. For the women, I don't know. Probably it's going to be like, I can, I can refresh my soul and body by going to the parlor having some manicure, pedicure, and then, you know, some cuts of hair. And probably by that, you can, some little bit of facial. And maybe after that, you can be refreshed. Your soul, you can re relax your mind. You can relax your emotion. You can, you know, relax your body. Your will can relax. For others, it's just a matter of one cup of coffee. That probably they will just go to Starbucks and then just take time. Not, nothing to do. Just Take time and sip that sm good smelling aroma of the coffee and sip upon it. And after that one cup, they're refreshed. So it means, beloved, that in terms of soul and body, remember that anything that refreshes your soul and body, that pleases the Lord. For me personally, one of my new way of refreshing myself after a very long straight weekdays and weekend ministry, I really praise and thank God that today, I have this new avenue of replenishing my soul and body. Every Monday, for me before, my Monday is just like, you know, sleeping up to 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning. And I think, yeah, I'm, I'm replenished. But right now, I praise and thank God for the privilege and opportunity to have a firing session, a training, in the, and a practical shooting in the Cebulan pistol range. And I praise and thank God that I have a coach, uh, Sir Neil, my mentor in practical shooting, who challenged me, Pastor, why not try this? And you know what happened? I really feel, you know, for others, it's like a stressful thing. It is a stressful thing to hold a gun and discipline to have the practical shooting. But for me, I am so replenished. My soul and body can just get out from that ministry mindset for a moment and just focus in my passion and focus in what really replenished me. And you know what happened? I believe God is pleased. I believe that I am doing this for the glory of God. And right now, I am so excited to look always for that Monday off. How about you? 
What is your soul and body replenishing? I hope and pray that right now, in the other side, in terms of spiritual replenishing, these are the things that God is telling you to do from directly from the Scripture that He wants you to do that sometimes we become you know, uncomfortable. For example, you can anak, you can replenish your soul or your spirit through journaling, through devotion, through prayer, through fasting, through silence, through solitude, and all these things. And sometimes, at first, it is not really our kind of. But we don't know it's beneficial for us. But if we do it, our spiritual life will be replenished and strengthened. Beloved, what are the things that you're doing regularly so that you can be spiritually replenished? My prayer for you is that you will determine today and understand how I can effectively listen to God's Word. I can just take them to slow down, take them to be quiet, take time in discovering God's Word and obey it. And lastly, we need to take time to replenish ourselves holistically, spiritually, our soul, our mind, emotion and will, and our physical body. So right now, before I will end, what is our practical application for today's message? There is a call, beloved. This is not an accident that we are sharing this because I believe this is so timely in where you are in right now. A call to listen to God. We call this prafas here in Ictus. What is prafas? I'll be sharing that for a moment. Now, a call to listen to God. This is our discipleship commitment that at least once a month, I will be able to do prafas. Now, I have this challenge for you. If you are serious to hear from God, it requires intentional encounter with Him. Say this with me, intentional. Can you please comment it in the comment section in our chat box? Intentional. If you are really serious in hearing from God, it is not something like it just happened. We've got to be serious also and intentional in encountering with Him. Now, beloved, you might be asking, what is Prafas and how can I become intentional by doing it? Prafas is actually about prayer, fasting, solitude, and silence. If you really want to discipline yourself, that is also beneficial in your soul and body, not only your spirit, but it's a holistic kind of replenishing, I want to encourage you to at least do this once a month. For us, Nijona, we've been doing this every week. You know why? Because we are so full the entire whole week and we need to replenish ourselves weekly as well. If you have the, the gift of time, do it weekly. If you are busy enough, just do it at least once a month. Make time to just have a time to slow down, a time to be quiet, a time to discover God's Word and be ready in obeying it, and a time to just replenish yourself. That is why today, before I will end, allow me to share to you what are the practical suggestions in doing prafas. If Now, if you are in a situation right now where you are a little bit in trouble of what is God's will and God's plan for your life, what is His direction, what is His purpose for your life, what to do in a certain situation right now, maybe in your work, in your business, in your ministry, in your discipleship, in your mission, in your family, in your relationship, and probably you're so in trouble right now. I want to challenge and encourage you. Why not try this? And hopefully, the Lord will speak to you in His gentle, small, still voice. So, how to do profast? In one setting, 
you can pray, you can fast, you can so have solitude, and you can have silence. So, let's begin. Important notes about fast. Number one, plan a date and block your schedule. One of the key failure of people who desire to do fast to encounter God is this. They are just searching in what vacant day or time they have. The reality, we don't have any vacant. It's very important to be intentional. That's why we're going to plan a date and block your schedule upon it. Number two, pick a place where you can rest and be silent. We praise and thank God that here in Dumaguete and even in our neighboring municipalities, there are so many beautiful places where you can just have silence. For some, they just do it in the seashore, in the beaches. For some, they go up to the mountain and always find a place. Maybe for you, it's just your backyard and the garden. And you can have and take time without being, dis being disturbed. So, pick a place where you can rest and be silent. Then, number three, set a duration of your personal retreat. You might be asking me, for some, it's going to be whole day. But if you have the typical regular profast that that's going on in your routine and schedule, maybe three to four hours is enough. Then, just bring the things that you need. For example, your Bible, your journal notebook, your ball pen, your highlighter, maybe your tumbler with, with coffee or probably with water, and that's it. Don't bring extra things so that you can focus in your objective. And number five, skip a meal and just bring water. This is a way where we can also express your devotion to God through fasting. By fasting, it's not only there's something being done in our spiritual side, but also in our physical side that we can rest. We can have an internal rest in our own self. So, I hope that you learn from this and have an idea. Oh, this, these are the notes that I need to have if I'm planning for prayer, fasting, solitude, and silence in one activity. Now, Important notes during profas. During, what if you are now in that place? What to do? How to start and how to end? So first is this, very important. When you are now in your location, turn off your phone or put it into an airplane mode so that you will not be disturbed. You will not think about the, the beepings of um, alarms, of emails, texts, chat, notifications of social media, anything so that you can focus and you will not also be expecting of calls or anything. You can focus in the presence of God. Number two, spend at least 30 minutes of just being silent. Don't do any activity. Just be silent, allowing your soul to settle down while you are here. You are at that very moment. You know, one of my struggles is this. When I started to just do this, you know, 10 minutes, I cannot settle down you know what, even 30 minutes, it's been like an hour for the first time because there are so many things that's in my heart, there are so many things in my mind, things to do and things to be done and, you know, plans and all. So I need to settle down my mind. I need to settle down my emotion so that my will and my body will also relax. So take time. You are still not tuned in the past 10 minutes, it's okay. Another 20 minutes, it's okay. Another 30 minutes is okay. Just settle down in the presence of God. And once you are settled, worship God through songs of praise or writing thanksgiving prayer. Maybe for some, they love to worship the Lord with singing, then sing for the Lord. 
your personal act of worship. Maybe while you're worship, you're clapping your hands, you're shouting, you're jumping for joy, or kneeling down, humbling yourself before Him. You can cry out before the Lord. You can pray while worshiping the Lord. Or for others who don't want to sing, they might just want to write their Thanksgiving prayer. Maybe right now, you're, during the time that you are having your, your profess, you are looking towards a mountain or a sea, an ocean, a vast ocean, and you can write about Thanksgiving, Lord, how magnificent is your love for me. Just like how great is this mountain. You're, I'm being reminded about the greatness of your love. Beloved, take time. And then, after that, meditate God's Word. You can have Psalms. You can have Proverbs. You can have Book of John. Wherever you are in your devotion, just continue where you are and meditate upon it. Just like a, man, a watchman waiting for the sunrise. And then after your meditation, letter type. Write in your journal what God is speaking to you in your text today. And then letter type, write in your journal your response to God's word. So it's just like a, a reply letter from the letter that God has given for you. Seven, let list down your prayer concerns and take time to pray. What are your concerns about yourself? your husband, your wife, your children, your family, your friends. How about work, business, church? And just write it first and then pray for each item. And number eight, if you still have enough time, read a Christian book that will help you grow rooted and rested in the Lord. Now, personal recommendations are this. There are many, many great books. It's up to you. But you can buy these books online or in Christian bookstore. They also have e-books provided. The first book that I want to let you journey with is Cultivating Your Inner Life by Edmond Chan. And then, or the, the, the book Break by Patrick Mabilog. So, if you want to be rooted and rested in the Lord, try to journey with this. And you can also journal what is your reflection upon these books. And then lastly, number nine, Wrap up before ending your spiritual retreat by listing the things that God wants you to do as you move, as you depart from the place. So you're moving forward and you'll be ready to respond to what He's, he is telling you. So now, list the things that God wants you to do and pray a thanksgiving prayer for the opportunity to do profess in that very moment. Beloved, I'm so excited that you can apply this. I cannot do this for you. I hope that if you really want to hear God's voice at this very moment in your life, if you feel like you're in trouble, you feel like you don't know what to do, what to decide for, maybe that situation brought you and lead you to encounter God in a deeper, intimate relationship with Him. I hope that you can even review this message. You can even review this video. You can screenshot the notes that I have. It is also part in our e-bulletin and our bullet, our physical or paper-based bulletin so that you can be reminded and you have a guide what to do and how to do it. If you still want to learn more about it, please chat us. Ask questions. What to do if all like this? Can I do it with my spouse? You can. Can I do it with my friends? You can. But remember this, the goal is between you and the Lord. So if you have some questions, further question about Profas, please don't hesitate to PM me in my personal account or in my Facebook page, Jovin Lim, 
or maybe in our Facebook IDM, in Ictus Dumaguete-IDMC and we would like to connect with you. We want to help you really intentionally that you can really listen to God's whisper in your life. So beloved, listening for God's whisper, what to do? Number one, take time to slow down. Number two, take time to be quiet. Number three, take time to discover and obey God's word. And number four, take time to replenish. I hope and pray that today we really learn from the word of God. Now it's our turn to apply it in our daily life. Now, before I will end in prayer, this is our discussion question. Now, I hope that you have time to just, you know, be with brothers and sisters, group yourself two to three, or probably during dinner or lunch or mealtime, you can discuss this with your family about the message. What do you learn about the message? And hopefully, this guide question can also help in your discussion time. So, question number one is this. Is there anything that you are waiting for God to speak to you clearly? What is that one thing? Identify it in your heart at this very moment. And number two, what is God impressing in your heart that He wants you to do? So this is now the time where we can apply the knowledge and the wisdom that God has given us. So what to do with that? Of the four things that God is telling you, what God wants you to do so that you can clearly you, you can clearly see and hear what God wants and what, what is God's plan and will for your life. So, I hope and pray that all of us will have a beautiful time in sharing what we learn and praying for each other and encouraging one another to continue to follow Jesus. Beloved, again, as we have this series, Growing Together in Changing Times, God wants us to be FBIs. How's your FBIs last week? Have you done it? Now, FBI stands for Blessed to Reach Out. First is, this week, I want to challenge you. Find opportunity to pray, evangelize someone this week. Secondly, bless a person this week with an act of random kindness. Number three is this. Invite at least one person to come with you next Sunday. Share to that person the link. Share to them the message in the Facebook so that next time you can watch together. And you can interact with what you learn. Let's continue to grow deeper, especially during these changing times. So, beloved, it's time to wrap up what we learn. And I pray that the Lord will speak to us personally through this message. Let us bow down our heads and let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful time that you have given us. Now that your word is being spoken, have your way, Abba Father. And may you, O Holy Spirit, empower us to respond to the word. And we can continue to live a transformed lives as we continue to live for Jesus Christ. Father, bless our D-group discussions now and let your light shine upon us throughout the week that they may see Jesus through our lives. We want to bring back all the glory, all the praises and honor. This is all we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Beloved, may God bless you. Stay strong and stay safe.